welcome to the SIF Ireland ESG Now podcast series. My name is Stephen Nolan, Managing Director of the UN Convened Financial Centres for Sustainability. And here with me today, I have the pleasure to introduce Ed Sipley, Deputy Governor, Prudential Regulation, the Central Bank of Ireland. Uh, welcome, Ed. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Delighted to be with you. Looking forward to discussing with you all things ESG. Uh, and from the perspective of yourself and the central bank. But before we get into the ESG discussion, Ed, uh, and for our listeners, would you mind giving us an, an overview of what your role entails on a day-to-day basis as the deputy governor uh, in terms of prudential regulation? Please, Ed, just before we get into the ESG discussion so we can kind of anchor our discussion for today, please. Yeah, well, th- thanks, Stephen. Um, so my, my role is very much focused on the um, safety and soundness of the, the financial system um, in Ireland with with some, uh, obviously, as a, an international system here, I also have European responsibilities too. So that's to make sure that the financial system um, is, is stable, supports the economy, supports consumers, supports investors, and we can have confidence in it. Or, or another way of looking at it is to try and ensure that we don't have the, the, the difficulties we've had in the past in Ireland with the, with the financial crisis uh, again. So very much focused on safety and soundness. I'm responsible for um, the regulation and supervision of banks, insurers, um, investment firms, credit unions, asset managers, um, and, and so on. So a, a, a really broad uh, and very uh, interesting role. Okay, thank you for that, Ed. And given that we're only a few weeks out uh, from Ireland's Climate Finance Week, now let's get into our ESG discussion. And Ed, you know, before I just dive in, one of the things you just mentioned in the introduction there is you oversee banks, insurance, asset managers, and so on and so forth. So what we're about to discuss, ESG is hitting every segment of this market. So I can imagine you and your team are quite busy on the ESG front. So let me dive into my first question. Why is the environmental, social and governance agenda important to the Central Bank of Ireland, please, Ed? Uh, I mean, it is it is very important. And it's I mean, it's been important long before um, ESG was a uh, was it was a thing, if you like. Um, but maybe before I if I could just give a, a little a little bit of context before we get we get into that into that detail. So um, like the central bank has a as a as a broad uh, remit and role, um, and we're ve- we're increasingly focused on on climate change risk. Um, uh, there are risks to financial stability, uh, risks in terms of the kind of potential impacts on the economy, risks in terms of in- impact in terms of investors, con- uh, consumers, the financial system, and indeed how societies function. So it, climate change risk is very much within. Uh, our, our remit, our purview, and, and, and we are increasingly uh, focused on it. Um, we've done a lot of work over the years um, on sustainable finance, and I think we kind of we're, we're well established, a well established voice there, um, both kind of nationally and, and at a European level. Uh, but we are definitely looking to do more in terms of kind of broader aspects of um, uh, of, of, of climate change in terms of thinking about kind of wider financial stability uh, uh, aspects, um, uh, the uh, the resilience of the financial system, and uh, as well as kind of uh, helping in terms of build awareness of, and kind of research into into the issue. So that's kind of at a kind of at a very high level how we think about climate. Um, and then obviously within that, there's a kind of a very significant and, as I said, well-established 
sustainable finance agenda and then there is within that um, a, a, a very significant focus on on on, on ESG um, uh, why is ESG important to us well we've had um, I said like we, we're, we're very focused on governance sustainability um, when I think about my role from a, a kind of safety and soundness of the, of the financial system uh, one of the kind of th three of the things that I really think about in terms of what uh, kind of are we being successful uh, are, when we look at businesses are are they operating on a sustainable way so are they likely to be successful in the long term so and, and that needs to kind of factor in uh, a, a lot of, a lot of different considerations um are they being run well um so are they are they well governed um are they uh, on top of their risks um, what's the culture of those organizations uh, uh, like including thinking that about things like diversity and, and, and inclusion and then are they resilient from a, a financial perspective and that again brings us into thinking about the, the risks of the business the risks to their, to their financial resources um, so that's it's kind of that's a kind of long-standing uh, uh, focus now clearly when we start thinking about climate change and the sustainability of how we're living um that kind of that 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 is becoming increasingly and more of a focus in in, in terms of in terms of our work so I, i'd say it's kind of very um entwined um with our, our overall responsibilities as well as then having kind of specific focus uh, when we think about climate sustainability okay and uh, before I, I get into the different activities and maybe unpack a little bit of what you said because we know there's a lot happening at the regulatory level and so on and so forth as an organization as a central bank of ireland and you know i've been struck uh, I, I work with a lot of your colleagues on a weekly monthly basis and very much up the curve as you said on sustainable finance taking a leadership role there but as an organization ed how how are are you leading are you trying to lead by example in relation to that esg agenda the climate change agenda I know as the bank as the staff or are your staff actually you know interested in this topic beyond what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and how as an organization do you react to that or maybe take a leadership role in terms of if i can call it this your own business if you don't mind me using that that term in relation to central bank please ed so it's i mean it is a obviously a, a very um live important hot topic um uh, that uh I think most people are kind of have a have a high degree of of, of interest. Certainly, kind of a lot of people in in the bank. Um, I, as a, as I touched on the, uh, um, at the start, I think do we do we've been uh, we we have a kind of a, a kind of long kind of relatively long um, track record on the on the kind of sustainable finance aspects of of um, the regulatory response to climate climate change. And um, I know you, you've kind of had decent engagement uh, with us. We kind of in um, and I think we've we've done we've we've worked hard in within within the European frameworks, both at the Commission level and then with the European supervisory authorities, which are increasingly active. Um, and then um, in terms of our kind of interaction with our, our colleagues in other jurisdictions, particularly the likes of the, uh, the, the those from the, the Netherlands. Um, and I, I we were also as with any of as with any, I think all that we do because we are pushing um, others to be better. I think we also may need to make sure that our own our own house is in order. Um, so we, um, uh, the kind of, when we think about kind of our own operations, our own uh, premises, uh, um, like we were fortunate enough to move into a, 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 a newly developed building. I think back in 
2017, I think it was 2017. Um, and that had, that had certainly at the time had the highest energy efficiency rating. Um, and a, a lot of what we've done there in terms of development has been with an eye to sustainability. And we're, we're, we're um, uh, kind of signed up to the low carbon pledge and um, are, are kind of very much operating on, in, in a way um, uh, that we think is kind of moving towards kind of what we need to do from a sustainability perspective. We also have a kind of responsibility from a, a monetary policy perspective and a, kind of a, a large investment uh, portfolio, which I think we're, we're, we're likely to kind of move towards um, also thinking about how that um, how we invest there from a kind of sustainability perspective as, uh, as well. I mean, that's over time. That's probably, we're probably going to go to the early days in that. But it's uh, it's um, becoming incre increasingly important. I, I would, I mean, I, I don't want to oversell where we're at. So I, as I said, I think we've done uh, kind, of, we're kind of strong in terms of what we're doing, in terms of how we operate. I think we've got a kind of really good um, uh, kind of level of competence um, on the sustainable finance piece. Um, I think we have a, a, a little bit more to go in terms of kind of be kind of, kind of, to be leading, I wouldn't say that we're leading on kind of other aspects of climate uh, change works only from a regulatory perspective, but we're members of the Network for Greening, the financial system, which is the kind of international group of um, uh, central banks and regulators, um, the Sustainable Insurance Forum as well. And we're kind of very much kind of learning from that and uh, uh, we'll be applying that more and more um, into the future. And Ed, um, just actually building a bit on, as you said, so, you know, the sustainable finance and climate agenda, what you do as, a, as an organization in terms of building the low carbon pledge and all these different issues, you know, in terms of the international collaboration, which, as you said, the NGFS and sustainable insurance form, that obviously requires a lot of coordination and staff time, uh, given the importance that, as you said, and, and this is not an, a new agenda to you, this is what you actually been doing for, for a very long time. How within the central bank is this coordinated? Is, is it a task force among the different divisions? Is it a working group? Uh, how do you coordinate? Because I can imagine there's a lot, a lot going going on and, and coming at you, in, in terms of this agenda. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I, we are in actually in in the process of setting up a, um, a climate uh, risk or. Uh, division within within the bank so we are looking to enhance how we coordinate the efforts across uh, across the bank but we've also i think um uh kind of leveraged uh kind of kind of existing um organization um capability and, and structures so we have just for instance uh, a kind of a, a pretty well refined and um, approach to how we engage with the European supervisory authorities and how we engage with the kind of kind of European policy uh, agenda, which clearly um, uh, kind of the sustainable finance plan um, has a has a has a kind of strong root in Europe. Um, so within within that kind of existing infrastructure, rather than kind of having necessarily kind of a whole different infrastructure on climate change. Um, we've kind of leveraged what we have and then built some built the capability um, uh, underneath that in terms of specific policy expertise and then then use that in terms of our, our, our engagement across across different fora. I mean I think as a, as a, as I touched on I think it's become this I mean it's very important today. I think it will become increasingly important. I think we, we will continue to keep under review both how we're organized and the amount of resource we're applying um, uh, to, 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 to this area and and then I mean one of the one of the key things I think that we need to need to do more of is better integrate um, consideration of these associated risks into our day-to-day -day work 
So the, um, I, I talked earlier about how we think about sustainability, um, how we think about governance. More and more that needs to kind of factor in um, how we think, how, kind of what we're expecting in terms of climate change, uh, risk identification, risk mitigation, and so on, and kind of considering both kind of transition risks and physical risks, as well as then thinking about kind of how our work on financial stability better integra integrates climate change risk um, and then kind of as well as then the engagement um, that we have in terms of the kind of evolving kind of regulatory and policy agenda on on, on ESG around um, disclosure and transparency which are kind of obviously kind of key developments um, that are coming through in the in the next um, uh, well, short number of months now. Well, actually, if I can build on that, right, and, and thank you for giving us an insight in terms of to your own taking as an organisation, not just what you do as an organisation in terms of low carbon pledge, but obviously the importance, and then how you, you know, put, you know, the resources you're using now, and then into the future, as you said, uh, this watching brief, given the importance and the, the the increasing importance on this agenda. So, if I can now just pivot more into the, the detail around the ESG agenda, if you don't mind, uh, Ed, for a few minutes. Sure. Uh, how how you know there's a tsunami of different uh, activities happening in this space from a policy or regulatory perspective you know there's a new initiative announced every week it appears uh, even during lockdown around the whole sustainable finance agenda so in in terms of when you look at the regulatory issue from the perspective of of the the central bank of ireland what's been happening in recent months ed if you wouldn't mind just giving us an update please from an irish to a european perspective please well i, I mean i so I, I mean I think your point is is very valid in terms of there is a there is a a, a lot happening, um, and I also could appreciate that that potentially pre presents challenges to uh, I, I guess both firms and um, their their customers in terms of really understanding what's going on. But I I also think that it's the kind of that the 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 pace of both kind of launching of plans or initiatives and the kind of implementation of regulate regulation and policy um is reflective of us actually i mean uh, us actually being close to or if not already in crisis so um there is a there is an absolute urgency for effective action to deal with um what we're what we're facing into um i mean uh, the financial system can play a really important role now like, i don't think it's got it can't have an, uh, uh, all the answers but the financial system can play a really important role in terms of financing um uh, the tra the transition that's needed it also needs to be uh, resilient um, to the 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 crystallization of risk which is a, which is inevitable at this stage um, uh, though we can argue about the degree um, so I, I so I mean I, I think that that I think we have to think about that backdrop um, to the pace of what's coming in terms of uh, re regulation, um, like in terms of the kind of key initiatives that that, that I would see that are coming on the stream now, we have the uh, uh, taxonomy regulation and, and disclosure regulation. So uh, the disclosure regulation is putting a kind of increased onus um, on market participants, so fund managers, life insurers, investment firms, and so on, to really kind of publish. Uh, how they're approaching um, uh, sustainability uh, and, 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 and climate change. So how they're thinking about sustainability factors and to then be much more 
um, transparent uh, about um, uh, transparent about what uh, kind of transparent to their to their, their customer base. Um, the, the the taxonomy, I think, is is a, is a really really important step forward because there there is, I mean, I think we can see ev evidence of it um, in certain firms or uh, in certain activities. There is a there is a fairly significant risk of of, of um, greenwashing. So having a um, having a, and and also kind of inconsistency and confusion in terms of what people mean by um, uh, sustainable or kind of green finance so that having that taxonomy uh, which comes again comes into force next year I think is a really important step forward um, in terms of people having confidence um, in what they're um, investing in um, a clarity in terms of what's there what they're investing in, and also helping kind of uh, the providers and financial services firms as well um, and one of the things that we certainly are, are hoping for is a greater degree of convergence at the international level uh, and I think Europe can play a well I mean first and foremost Europe needs to be making sure that there's convergence at a European level uh, and these are important in that respect but also to make sure that there's or kind of play its role in kind of greater convergence convergence at an international level so I mean clearly finance operates on a global basis not just a, an Irish or a European basis of course and Ed thank you for that and we look out what are we seeing in the pipeline? Are we looking at green bond standards, eco-label, and how can all these, because as you know, as we said, there's a lot going on, but I think, Ed, as you said earlier on, there's a lot going on because of that recognition that we're close to and perhaps coming to, you know, that, that crisis point. And so, you know, while there has already been many billions over the previous decade or so invested in the transition, we do now need to see the scale up to the trillions in terms of the UN SDGs or the uh, Paris Agreement or within Europe, the new, green, the, the new Green Deal. And so the taxonomy disclosures, great foundations. How is the Commission looking to build on that, Ed, uh, please? And what, what is your perspective on that also? Yeah, so I th as, I, as I understand it, the, there's a, the consultation for the uh, renewed sustainable finance strategy is just closed. So that's the, the Commission's, um, I guess, the, the, the next part of the Commission's response to uh, to moving towards uh, being carbon neutral by, by 2050. Um, and we can talk about whether that's soon enough or not. But um, anyway, so that there is, I mean, we would expect um that the input to that to be well considered and that to kind of that to come through in terms of actually kind of updated strategy um and i think part of what they're trying or kind of a big kind of part of what they're trying to do is really to kind of strengthen the foundations for um sustainable investment so you talk there um about eco labels and um uh, legislation about uh, green bond standards. I think we can also expect to see some further work in terms of the green securitization market, um, possibly enhancing um, corporate governance requirements from an ESG perspective. Um, and also, I th uh, and this I think would be an important aspect to try and encourage um, a greater degree of kind of looking to the long term from an uh, investor perspective. So kind of encourage a move away from kind of short termism. Um, so there's there, like, I, I mean, I think we have to watch watch this space to an extent, but I think we can, can anticipate some of the uh, developments from uh, from from the, the, the consultation. Um, so, I mean, going back to the point that you said earlier, we've seen significant developments um, 
already in terms of the kind of the kind of overall strategy um, plans um, and kind of how they feed then into regulation and legislation um, I think we're going to continue to see developments in that area as alongside um, uh, more active supervisors in terms of challenging firms as to as to not only complying with the with the regs and legislation but also in terms of how they're thinking um, more, more, more broadly and Ed, bringing that back down to Ireland for a moment what does this all mean for the Irish marketplace well you know what will all these things that say achieve and what will be the impact the Irish marketplace and as, as you mentioned earlier on you know in your day-to-day work how does this go into your day-to-day work and uh, the impact that it has uh, for the Irish market participants please Ed? I think, I think there are maybe two separate things there the like we have a very um we have an interesting, uh, very interesting market and financial services market in Ireland. So um, we have uh, a very significant, very large, um, I mean, outsized relative to the size of Ireland, um, internationally focused um, uh, financial services market. So if we, th- um, that's both from a kind of uh, kind of broader funds perspective, investment uh, firms, uh, inc- and in, uh, through to uh, insurance and increasingly post uh, post Brexit um, banks as well. So we have a, a kind of very active, internationally focused um, uh, financial services market, um, and clearly that market will will need to, uh, if it's going to continue to be successful and sustainable, it will continue to need to not only uh, follow the the legislation and the regulations as they come through, but actually get kind of kind of kind of kind of get ahead of them uh, to, 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 to some extent. So uh, a kind of a proactive focus on the risk, really. I mean, I mean, ultimately, this is, uh, I guess, about two things, risk and opportunity. So uh, really uh, making sure that they are proactively thinking about the risk. Um, but then there is also an enormous opportunity here in terms of the, what needs to happen in terms of financing the transition from the way we work today uh, the way we live today to the way we're going to have to live and work in uh, in the future. Um, and then if I think about the domestically focused um, uh, players, um, it, it may be that they, I mean, they obviously there are kind of, again, across all sectors, they're kind of very focused on, or they're increasingly focused rather than very focused on this um, uh, on this issue, they will need to be thinking it uh, in similar way, but perhaps they're kind of maybe they're kind of thinking more about it from a, a risk factor in terms of the kind of physical risk and uh, to some extent transition risk, um, as well as, as as maybe a little less on the on, on the opportunity front. But clearly, there are opportunities there in terms of I don't know green green mortgages or um, uh, the kind of investor appetite within the the, the local market. Um, as I touched on earlier, in terms of our own work, what I would like us to see is clearly kind of continue to build, build on some really strong expertise we have in certain areas. So we kind of we we, we round that out more. Um, we kind of play an increasingly active and um, public role in 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 the debate about um, uh, climate risk, um, kind of with respect um, primarily to our to our mandate, and that we continue to integrate. Um, uh, 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 the, uh, the, the, the kind of thinking about the risk into our into our day-to-day work.
Okay. Uh, thanks very much, Ed. And, and, and Ed, looking out to the future, and we saw Bank of England now they put a, a hold on it right now because of the COVID crisis, but yes. we're moving towards stress testing uh, of the banks. And again, it, to me, it just appears this is where we're going, right, in terms of the, the regulation, the policies, and these are just activities will happen as, as part of that as a natural as a natural course because at the end of the day if, if you don't have the data from a risk perspective well then obviously it's going to be very difficult to, to to manage that and manage that out and then also you say from an opportunity perspective um so is this the type of thing that we're looking at not just the central bank of ireland there but just across central banks within europe this is how uh, and where we may end up going that type of stress testing um within the financial institutions please ed yeah, so I, I like I, I mean I think it's inevitable. I mean I think it's already happening to an extent. Um, uh, so there's there's been uh, uh, a fair amount of work done in in the insurance industry, for instance. Um, insurers insurers have a kind of interesting um, uh, exposures because their their exposure in terms of both both the business they they're writing, but also then in terms of their um, investment portfolios so um there has been i think a considerable amount of work and um on the insurance side and that that will in, in increase i think you're right to kind of highlight the european dimension uh, certainly when we're talking about the banks because we are we operate as part of um the single supervision mechanism which is how we ex um, execute supervision of of the of the of the kind of the, the largest banks across europe as part of a kind of an overall regime under the kind of the um oversight of the ecb um, and so decisions around kind of undertaking kind of climate related stress testing that that's a European decision um, primarily um, uh, certainly if you're going to do it a kind of uh, at scale and, and a kind of regular basis so but I, that's certainly I mean I'm a member of the supervisory board um, so we um, that's the uh, of the SSM and we've had a number of discussions about stress testing in relation to climate change so I would I would expect that to be coming down the tracks um, uh, soon enough there there has there has absolutely been some disruption in terms of um, uh, the pandemic um, for, for, for obvious reasons but I, I would see it coming down the tracks soon enough and uh, just conscious of time and uh, I, I'll be coming to a close shortly we spent a lot of time talking about transition climate uh, the different risks and opportunities within that from an ESG perspective. Can I can I just, within the ESG agenda, can I, can I talk about gender and diversity as well and, and that issue, sure. Ed? Because I know within the Central Bank, uh, you know, the Central Bank of Ireland is considered leaders in this agenda and there's a lot of work uh, led, led by yourself and your team on this topic over the last few years. Within the ESG agenda, Ed, how does that fit in as well to what you do, please, and uh, within within the broader ESG? So I'm, I'm glad you glad you raised it. It's uh, something I kind of feel very uh, strongly about. And and you're right. We have um, been, I think, fairly groundbreaking internationally in terms of our work on on diversity. Um, so it just very briefly, um, if we think about governance and risk management, um, uh, part of that is around process and. Um, Kind of having the organizational arrangements in the kind of right organizational arrangements in place and um having to some extent the right individuals in place but uh um su success there um and actually kind of broader success when i talk about sustainability of of institutions into the long term um is dependent um on the culture of an organization and it is um it is dependent on 
avoiding the perils of groupthink, um, kind of resistance to challenge, um, and having kind of, kind of really kind of strong and effective ways of thinking about risk. Um, and so diversity plays a, uh, and inclusion, I think it's really important to talk about both, um, can play a really important role in in those in in those in addressing those issues. Um, I touched on very briefly at the start um, the uh, the impact of the great financial crisis in, in Ireland, and if we think about the lead up to that, um, there were kind of real problems in terms of groupthink and a lack of diversity. There is still problems with a lack of diversity in the financial system today. Um, so we've been doing a, a lot of work over the last, I'd say, four years or so, um, to as 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 much as we can push. Well, first of all, shine the shine and kind of hold a mirror up to the financial system, and say this guy's really isn't good enough, and you need to change. And then um, get kind of increasingly intrusive. So we, um, we we were in the retail banks in 2018 as part of our culture work. We've just published. Um, uh, I think in July it was uh, a report on the approach to diversity and inclusion in the insurer, kind of the 11 largest insurers in in, in Ireland. Um, and it's fair to say there is, while we can see some progress, um, there is a long way to go um, in terms of really embedding how we think about diversity and inclusion, not just from a gender perspective, um, uh, in the in, in across the Irish financial system, uh, the, the trend is in the right direction, but we're starting from a very low base, um, uh, and the progress is 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 slow. So it will continue to be uh, something that we, we we focus on. And it, I mean, it's it's relevant to this agenda when we think about governance, but also when we think about really kind of thinking about. Um, risk management. I, I, sorry, I'm, uh, I'll stop in a second. My my, my, my colleague, um, the director of financial stability in the central bank, Vaz Maduras, spoke earlier this year about climate change, and his opening remarks were about diversity and how we need all the talents um, to uh, to address the challenges that we face today from a climate change perspective. Uh, and on that point, because as you said, you know. It, legitimately you have as a central bank been groundbreaking on on this topic of diversity and now again uh, from my own work with your colleagues i know the leadership uh, and the activities going on within the central bank on sustainable finance the climate agenda so it's actually great to see this momentum um across the two as part of that broader esg G agenda but if i also may you know you mentioned talent there as well and uh, just bringing it to the next question, you know, in terms of challenges, and as your colleague said, we all need, all our talents need to be focused on this, 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 this wider agenda. But some of the challenges we're seeing in the marketplace right now is around that talent or the awareness or the skill set uh, of people within the, within the sector around the broader ESG agenda. So when you look out, Ed, now, what challenges do you see? Uh, in terms of uh, the ESG agenda and moving it forward from from an Irish perspective, please, Ed. Uh, in terms of talent, or kind of more 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 more, more general in terms of the challenges, I see the talent agenda every day in terms of a challenge. But from your perspective, Ed, please, the kind of the broader challenges. So, uh, what uh, if I if I if I look forward, I think that there you talked I and mean, we talked about it a little bit. There is a lot of change. So. Um, uh, ensuring that, that that chain kind of the regulatory change uh, the supervisory change the kind of uh, overall kind of approach we're taking 
um, is done well. Like it, when doing that in kind of a period of change and that pace is always challenging. Um, uh, so I think that that's certainly one. Um, I think that there is a, and I, I can I can use the parallels of, of diversity and inclusion. There is a ri there is risk here of lip service, um, and I I mean I've 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 not only lip service in terms of how it's being discussed and dealt with, but also um, some degree of tokenism. So I've certainly I'm aware of some of the larger firms who have. Um, kind of made, played great store in some of the things they're doing on uh, in relation to sustainable, sustainable finance and green bonds and so on. At the same time, they have 20 size, 20 times the size of a book that is invested in or supporting um, uh, sectors which would have a much more negative impact on the on the environment. So I think that kind of moving from well, we we must do this to uh, from a, a, a legislative or a regulatory perspective um, or a PR perspective to actually meaningful business model change. I think is 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 a, is a significant challenge. Um, and I guess on a kind of similar uh, train of thought, um, there is there is a lot that the finance system can do, but it can't do it all. So um, uh, there's some heavy lifting needed by government um, uh, and in kind of the uh, large institutions firms and and individuals so there's a there's a heavy lift needed to, by everyone and getting that done in a coordinated way that uh, kind of gets over the collective action problem that we face I think is is, is difficult and then bringing it back to our role um, what we are what I'm very keen and actually quite encouraged by is that there's a high degree of um, international uh, cooperation. So the likes of the network for greening the financial system and the sustainable insurance forum are really good steps. Um, the, the work within the European forum through the European supervisory authorities are also kind of very positive, um, but kind of actually kind of making that work of a kind of in a meaningful way and kind of having a kind of a substantial impact is I think is is is, is going to be a challenge. And then fi finally, I think so just to echo your your point there, there is a competition for talent. Um, uh, which, if I look at it in probably a different way, um, there are lots of opportunities for people, I think, to um, develop their skills that allow them to um, kind of move into this area uh, and play a meaningful role uh, and also have a successful career. So um, I think that, that I think there's both kind of challenge and opportunity for when we when we look at the talent point piece too. And thanks for that, Ed. And I know the Sustainable Finance Skillnet is supporting the Institute of Bankers with our new Sustainable Finance course and CFA Ireland with their, their ESG course and the take-up has been quite phenomenal, which 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 is great to see. Ed, coming to, to my last point, if I, if I may, in, in a COVID world and the impact we've had uh, in the last few months and at a personal professional level and where we're working from and you know, you know, early in the days being genuinely concerned and afraid of where things were going, what is your hope for ESG as we look out to the future, Ed, if, if I may? And I think, as you said, it's great in terms of international collaboration and that you're able to piggyback off that expertise and the Irish expertise goes into that collaboration as well, uh, of which we have much of. But but your hope for this agenda out into the future, and maybe hope is too much of a, a wishy-washy word, Ed, because there is a lot of regulatory and policy activity happening. But but where do you see uh, this agenda going, Ed, and, and across what time timeline, please? 
So, I, I mean, in terms of timeline, I think it is uh, increasingly urgent that we are taking effective action here. So, um, and in fairness to yourself, you've been um, banging this drum for a while. So, um, uh, I think it, it becomes it is becoming increasingly uh, important. I've talked, uh, I touched on already the uh, the need to kind of land the development strategies from strategy through to regulation through to action by uh, financial services firms to land that well uh, for the um, for those that are involved in uh, financial services to be looking beyond what they're absolutely minimum minimum the minimum requirements to actually embracing what needs to happen and what needs to change over uh, we're kind of pretty uh, pretty much the uh, the short term um, and uh, that international cooperation point I think is is uh, is very important um, and I, I mean as I mean I think there's a lot to be encouraged by in terms of the the, the disclosure requirements the taxonomy requirements because I think that does move us um, uh, forward in a, in, in a positive way to link back to the pandemic I think we have had a uh, we are in the mid midst of so sorry not we've had we are in the midst of a very severe a health emergency which is leading to a, 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 a severe econ economic shock um, uh, and we have to kind of work our way through that um, uh, but uh, we also I think need to learn some positive I mean the lessons from it in terms of kind of thinking about how how do we how did how do we end up in this place um, uh, but also uh, on a more positive way how how Globally, um, uh, there has been a massive response to dealing dealing with a global issue. Um, and while we there is a, an enormous amount of inertia that will kind of pull us back to how we were kind of living before, as we kind of escape, or as we kind of we, the, we kind of learn to live with the pandemic, or it eases somewhat. Um, I would also hope that we learn some lessons from that in terms of. Uh, we can make sacrifices individually and um, uh, much more broadly as a, as a country um, uh, and internationally to deal with kind of global issues. Um, and it is possible to have um, effective cooperation to deal with global issues. Um, and it's most certain that um, uh, the, the climate crisis that we're that we're fast approaching is a is a is a very significant global issue. So there is both kind of I would have some hope there, but also some caution that we don't uh, we don't kind of forget the lessons that we're learning right now. Of course, and uh, bringing uh, this interview to to a close, and thank you very much uh, for for participating. As we look out the second to the sixth of November, uh, an output of government's Ireland for Finance strategy, we we have our third Ireland Climate Finance Week, um, which obviously virtual this year because of sure. the, the pandemic. And you know you and your colleagues, or your colleagues were were participated last year as a central bank, which is super. And how important that as we talk about, and I can actually you know this agenda, bringing back to the, the risk and the opportunity points you made. How important is it uh, for a country like Ireland, and as you said, that diverse financial services centre, both domestic and international, that we do have uh, under government strategy an opportunity on a yearly basis to come together. Uh, you know the political, the policy, the regulatory, the market, the academic level to discuss these issues from both a risk and an opportunity perspective please ed we slightly careful how i, how I answer that because i don't want to get into politics or marketing too much but i like i i mean 
Uh, it is absolutely critical uh, that we talk about these issues and both in terms of the, the the risks and and the opportunities, as you say, and that we bring together all the people who can be part of the solutions to um, and can kind of leverage the opportunity to um, learn from each other and make sure that we are as effective as we can be in dealing with the issues. So, um, uh, and educating each other, learning from each other, um, I think is, whatever topic we're talking about is going to be is going to be important but with one as crucial as this i think it is obviously important that we are um we are doing that i think i think the the irish financial services sector because of its nature because of its outsized size relative to ireland can play a really important role not only domestically but also on uh, at a european and uh, a, a global stage in terms of leading the way in terms of what needs to happen but ed thank you very much uh, on behalf of the, the CIF Ireland team, we really appreciate your time and we yes, really right. appreciate your insight and, and input today to this uh, to this podcast. So thank you very much, Ed. I, I really appreciate it. Well, I'm delighted to, to have spent the time with you, Stephen. Um, so thanks, thanks very much.